the party unsuccessfully tried to uh, interrogate Sarissa uh, before leaving her dead uh, in the basement and looting the corpse as well as Toragar's corpse. Um, then Sevia set up um, a her own version of Mordenkainen's magnificent mansion in the back wall of the safe house. Um, and after a tour through and a discussion with Fall, Sevia visited Conrad to uh, to maybe have a way of reading. <coughs> uh. Nope. And again! To... Yep. <laughs> Poor dog. Gross! <laughs> Gesundheit. Gesundheit. I was so close. <laughs> uh. So, where we last left off, party uh, unsuccessfully attempted to interrogate Sarissa before leaving her for dead. Uh, in the basement. Um, then, after looting both her and Toragar's corpses, uh, Sevia set up the uh, her own version of Mordenkainen's magnificent mansion at the back of the safe house. Um, and after giving everyone the grand tour and uh, having a talk with Fall, Sevia then went to Conrad's room offer up uh, the ability to read uh, his evil, evil book. That's right. So I think um, Siva had um, very quickly skimmed over Conrad's curse request earlier and then um, he like, and then she immediately changed tack to mention that she thinks she has an idea on how to read the book. Um, so Conrad sort of looked very like went for like a quick flash of just being like, um, looking a lot more like jaunty, like sort of like as Conrad often does. He sort of starts off like, "Yeah, I'm a big tough guy. I, I don't care what anyone thinks," and very quickly shifts to. I'm shirtless and this is really awkward. So he kind of just like turns a little bit more inward and then is like tilts his head to one side, which he's been doing a lot more often lately. Um, and then kind of steps back and is like, um, do tell. Well, Sevia scurries in like ducking under his, his arm. Cry just as like, she lets goes. the door closed as she does that. And then kind of and like, she does over like, where's my shirt? <laughs> and she does a little about turn. She's like, well, so I was thinking that book you found in the, in the abandoned library, the one that, and she waves her burnt, uh, still damaged hand at him. Ah, uh, yes. That. Yes. Well, so it, you can't read it and have no magic to read it. No. I have the magic to read it, but I don't have the ability to touch it. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking there, there is a way that we could combine our abilities to maybe get it to work. Either, so, he's, so either uh, 
So if I cast comprehend languages on myself, I can understand anything I am holding to read it or anything I am hearing being spoken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So either you could transcribe passages of this book onto normal pieces of paper so then I could read them and, and translate them. Or if, if the language of the book perhaps shares a, a root with one that you speak, the same way that uh, Dwarvish and Gnomish uh, in Vielo have a common ancestry, or the same way um, Saratin, uh, I'm sure, shares certain dialects with uh, other areas of, of, you know, sort of the Romance languages. Uh, you know, in the traditional capital R sense, uh, you know, yes. if you understand one, you can sort of understand the other. So maybe if that book is written in a language, at least adjacent to a language you understand, you might even be able to sound it out. And then as I am hearing you speak, I can translate it and write it down. I mean, that's certainly worth a try. Yes. Well, I just think, you know, um, you said your your cords seemed very set upon this book as a way to to help, and yes, yet there is no way for you to read it on your own. So I can help with that. No, you're you're very right. That's a very good idea. We should try that now. Yes. Okay. Um, I encourage just kind of like. Pat, sorry, he's obviously been, like, trying to take apart, like, um, all his bags and things like that. Just looks over uselessly at, like, the shirt that's just covered in blood. Um, and then just, like, unceremoniously, like, takes, reach, like, reaches under, like, the beautiful blanket covers of this lovely magical, ma magically made bed and just kind of, like, just drags out one of the, like, the undersheet from there. <laughs> I just chucked it over on top of him, over his shoulders, so he's covered. Yeah. Um, a dashing look. Yes. Um, well, it would be awkward if I were not wearing a shirt and, um, well. Oh! Um, okay. So, um, and he, like, carefully goes over and, um, uh wraps are some very like kind of threadbare looking cloth that he's used to to protect the book and he um unfolds that and takes out the the, the dark tome that he got from the library and uh, then kind of like looks up at sevia and then looks down at the book again and then opens it up on one of the pages I suppose we could try. I could try reading it out, or we could see, or I could try to write it if that does not work. Yes, well, we, once I, I cast uh, Comprehend Languages, um, it lasts for an hour, so we can see what one works best for us, and it only takes me about 11 minutes to, to cast it, so we could do that a little bit, maybe not all of it tonight, but maybe if we find like a, a contents page, we can translate that. And then uh, from there, we can work out the most important bits. And then maybe over the next little while, we can translate the most important parts in between, you know, all of the, uh, uh, the, the battling occult. 
Yes, that that is true. Um, well, on the point of that matter, I did not wish to raise it in front of Kaliana for her assistance will be useful. But, uh, well, I mean, our goal truly is to just set hold of the device Arkan has stolen from your boss, right? Your mentor, Mordenkannon. This is not our world. No. He uh, kind of like gauges her expressions like, I mean, of course it would be good if we can stop Tiamat. And yes. Arkan will be there, but um, yes. if things go south... That may be some... Don't think on it. No, I will worry about I, that part. No, I... I understand. And I admit without saying it aloud, I have thought of it. Oh, good. Well, there we go. Now it's been mentioned. Um, the book. Uh, the book. Right. Well, I will... Um start casting on myself and then uh we'll we'll see yes and she kind of pulls out a, a second chair like next to the writing desks in such a way where like she could start writing things down if this works and then <laughs> she is going to spend the 10 minutes and six seconds uh, ritually casting comprehend languages on herself, which I'm sure for at least six of those minutes, her throat would almost look as if it was glowing. And these like arches of light would go up through her veins and like through her eyes and her eyes would almost start glowing and they don't stop glowing. This like her eyes are like a deep, you know, deep brown, and they start glowing this, like, bright blue. Um, and there's just these kind of fissures of almost lightning, like, up through her mouth, through her eyes, and then almost down through to her fingertips. And that takes about ten minutes, while Conrad probably shuffles awkwardly and, like, looks for a good page in the book. Yeah, pretty much. It does look a little uh, bit discomforted when he notices all the light glowing around your throat and things like that. And kind of just looks at what he's like watching interest for a while and then sort of like slides his gaze away and then around as he thinks, how why, why does this room feel familiar? Mm. And then back again. And then kind of like just shovels the blanket he's wearing. It's very obvious he's thrown his heavily bruised um still yeah. along just like yeah, that, that cursory glance CV had as well, like he has a lot of like just like burn marks around like his wrists and like um like slashes mostly around like his shoulders and, like his side and his arms, um because he's accumulated a lot of injuries over his travels. He looks hmm. changed from what he made, what he did before when he used to sleep shirtless anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, he does kind of just sit there awkwardly waiting for see if he to finish doing the spell. Yeah. And then she does, and those glowing eyes are set upon him. And almost, she almost looks so otherworldly that her normal voice just coming out would probably seem very strange as she just goes, Right! Well, whenever you're ready! Um, yes. Um, right. Okay. 
and then he's going to look over the book and try to read out some of it. Oh, no, there's quite a lot of languages, so he might be able to at least phonetically spell out some things. I remember the last couple of times he's looked over it, he hasn't been able to glean much. Um, yeah. But yes. Okay. But yes, welcome to Intelligence to... Checks, the musical. <laughs> yes, he tries to guess how to phonetically read stuff out, is basically what Conrad is trying to do yeah. to communicate I to Xavier. What we're going to need here is. Probably an intelligence check. Alrighty. Luckily, Conrad is fairly smart, so we'll see how this goes. Mm, yeah, okay. Um, so I a natural 18, so that's a 21. 21, okay. Um, so, Sevia, mm-hmm. uh, first thing I'm going to need from you is a charisma saving throw. Okay, from hearing the terrible arcane evil words. <laughs> see, okay. <if> he just dies. Fall <laughs> <laughs> just burst in like, why is Conrad shirtless and why is CB dead? What's, what's happening here? Conrad, I'm killing that's, you right now. <laughs> that's an 18. 18? Okay. So, you take. I should have healed uh, myself. Seven points this. of psychic damage. Oh, okay. That's fine. Um and you will actually remember um what you're able to translate for Conrad. It's rough going because you're translating not from the text itself, but from Conrad's kind of butchered phonetic uh reading mm-hmm. of of it. Um but the text thus far seems to be hailing um, detailing uh, varying uh, various uh, elements of um, black like the blackest magic um, most unhinged thoughts uh, and diseased ideas that can be that you have ever heard. is pulling a face as she writes this down, but she gives Conrad a thumbs up as if um, to be like, it's working, I hate it! Yeah, there is, yeah, like, you... There's just pictures of like monkeys and shit, and it's an outline on how to make NFTs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Topical humor, baby. Darkest magic. <laughs> that is probably on one of the pages, or if it is not, will eventually be at some point in time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this page is describing a non fungible token. That sounds... I don't know what that is. I mean, I could sing the words, but okay. <laughs> it sounds destructive um, to the environment. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, you have not yet uh, found anything that is... Seems... You have not yet translated anything that to Conrad seems immediately useful for your current... for the, uh, the purposes to which you seem to have been given this book. 
Yeah, and Connery kind of like as the time kind of winds winds on a little bit. Um, since it's CV and we know it's only an hour as well, Conrad starts to get a little bit more frantic. Um, and starts to try to like close his eyes a bit more and try to like focus in. And um, in his head, he would just be thinking, "I need to find the right part. I need to find something. I need to find something out of here." Um, but yeah. That's what. <laughs> yeah. Just randomly picking pages, I guess. So yeah, yeah. alas. <laughs> yeah. No shadowy fingers coming out of the corners to be like chapter seven. <laughs> I mean, you can attempt to roll uh, an investigation check, Conrad, to see if there's anything in the diagrams or sure. pictures within the book to suggest anything probably not it's only a 12 12 uh yeah there's no there's there's nothing of like there is you find uh you find in you find something that seems to be like instructional um and and you start reading it and it does Seem to bear fruit as as like mm. uh, there is talk of uh, freeing a soul, and then you continue on and it's freeing a soul from mortal constraints, uh, and it is in fact the uh, the method by which one can uh, attain immortality through lichdom. I already know this one. And. I don't, I do not know. I thought this would be a useful endeavor. Well, it is working said, at least. Yes, you're doing an amazing job, but you're. You said they guided you towards this book. It did, but I do not feel anything. Whether that is because of them, because it is not done the wrong way because it is, I don't know, because Strahd is causing something to stop this, I do not know. If they had grown bored already, they would probably do something, so I don't, I don't understand. Conrad, can you roll me a charisma saving throw? Mm. Radically, I got resilience in this. Oh no! <sighs> um, that's a natural two, so that's a ten. Oof. Uh, yeah. Can you roll me a d six, please. Um, three. Three. Okay. Um. Okay. So. Um. Yeah, you completely forget about Kazir. Interesting. He's gone from your memory. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's all right. He wasn't there for that long. <laughs> oh, oh, ouchies. That's gonna be interesting, man. Hasty. Okay. Um. So probably while he's doing like getting more agitated and stuff like that, Sevia might notice that the shadows start to like 
in the room start to wind around him, which shouldn't be possible because this is a magical room. And they just shift in a strange way that doesn't fit the room. It seemed to just be like, not like they're wrapping it around Conrad, like it's an intentional spell or anything, but just that's something shifted. Um, and he kind of like just. Like almost like he just stutters for a moment, like um, but like not like in the like from like the mouth, but like just in his entire being for a moment, and then like <sighs> I do not know. Um, I am not cross at you. I just uh, wish I do not know cross at the situation. Uh, you have you have been doing good job. But I know we are short for time, and you do not have much for this spell. So... That is... It is fine. As I said, I can cast this as much as we need to try and help you. We shall see. Either way, we are running out of time. Maybe... Maybe we're thinking about this wrong. Yes. I know it is in the nature of your gods to take. And maybe they assume that you, we assume that they wanted you to have this book in order to take them. Maybe that is not the case. Hmm. Maybe they wanted this book in order to give something. Everything we have, yes, everything we have been finding has been instructional, descriptive, these ideas of deep, black, dark magic beyond anything I have found on Vielo. Maybe they want you to imbue that. To either learn. in your To learn, either for yourself or for them. Maybe this is not about... This book is not about retrieving them. It is about giving you something. Hmm. He looks over the book. Perhaps it is. It does certainly feel like there are spaces in 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 my. It kind of like taps his like temple in here. That could do memory. with it. I do not Maybe. know. Maybe that is why they take memories. Not just as punishment, but as storage. Why would they make me forget about the automaton? I don't I do know. Not know. Perhaps these memories were not useful, and this is why they are gone. Maybe they... She looks almost pained as she says this, made inhuman by the glowing around her eyes and mouth. Maybe they take what makes you happy. I don't... I've never been particularly happy. Hmm... 
And he just looks somewhat like crestfallen and like just turns inward in himself. That's probably the best word I can use to describe that. He like draws one knee up to his chest. Just looks over the book. Perhaps this should be good for now. You should spend time with Fall. Fall makes you happy, yes? Yes, but are you sure you want to be alone? I do not know. But I do not know if there's much more we can be gleaned. I can already see the magic fading from your... from you. For now. We can try again tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Um, We'll try again tomorrow, and then we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if there's something we can do about Arkan and everything. Perhaps 40s is wrong. Perhaps there's more time. Who knows? We can but hope. Yes. Um... Yes. I'm I'm sorry, Conrad. What for? I don't know. Does one not simply say they are sorry when a friend is sad? One does. I understand. Good. And he, um, like, reaches out. Um, and like pats her hand she turns her hand over and like just holds his wrist gently just comfortingly and then she says well if you need company you know where to find me and Fall um, and Beatrice um, although I'm sure she is having a grand time in her hammock. Yeah, it's probably getting acquainted with that painting you put in there. Oh, well, it um, it seemed appropriate. Um, no, it's hmm. understandable. And, you know, Beatrice is a woman who likes women, and that looked a little bit like, well... Well, they seem to get along so well, you know. They did, yes. I, again, was surprised. I thought it was to a great degree if she was being so open about it. But now I've realised that actually probably where I'm from is a very small place indeed. And most people, that's okay and that, that, that's good and normal. So um, I good, good power to her, I suppose. I hope she's <laughs> having a fun time in there. <laughs> uh, but a quiet yeah. one. <laughs> You are so much bigger than that place, Conrad. I would hope so. I know so. It looks quite, it looks like, like childishly solemn for me. He's like, well, thank you, I suppose. Good. Well. If you want to, we can try this again. Um, we shall see. We shall see. Good. I will see if I can understand it better myself uh, because I have read it out. <laughs> yes. And maybe well, there'll be something to be gleaned or learned or fulfilled, um, as you suggest. Yes. We will try again. Mm. And um, I do have one last little thing for you in this room. 
uh, just in case, you seem as if you might be in one of those moods. So, and she goes, <laughs> where there's that little narrow window above the bed, she goes behind what looks as if they're just curtains draped uh, next to the bed, and she pulls one back, and you can see that it is the only door in the house that leads to outside. Ooh. And she says, um, you like to go for walks. Ah. Uh. I, I figured sometimes things feel too big for a little room to contain them. And he kind of stands up and like <laughs> little like the blanket he had sort of like it would just loose around his shoulders by this point kind of drags back and he steps forward and steps next to her and looks at the doorway and then looks at Sevia and then touches the um the door handle and then opens it to look outside yeah does it reflect the windows or um it's just, yes. obviously a small area because it's maybe yeah, it's a mansion so- but, yeah it looks as if it goes on forever, but if he were to try and find the edge, there's almost like an invisible barrier, like another uh, wall. The good old computer game the invisible wall. <laughs> computer <laughs> game, yeah. The clipping. Where suddenly it's neat. Um, but it, it reflects what everyone has seen out the windows. It smells like a like a, like a summer evening. Um and there's trees, there's more trees around than maybe the windows reflect. And again, there's all these plant life. All the plant life looks as if it would be at home on a body of water, but there is no body of water to be seen. Hmm. Um, there are areas with little paving stones. There are little garden beds right out the back of this little, um, just little brick home, white brick home. Brick hmm. and wood and... Um, yeah, the paving stones all lead to nowhere or off into this eternal fake distance. And um, it wraps all the way around the house. Uh, except for where there would be the fourth wall, because uh, that's <laughs> where the front yeah. is. Corrin looks down at Sevier again and looks out. His eyes get a bit of a gleam to them um, that they tend to sometimes. And just the edge of his like mouth just curls upwards a bit. I like that. Thank you. Well, I like seeing you happy. Mm. I don't know what to say about that, so I'm going to go for a run. <laughs> I will let you enjoy your run. <laughs> Have and a, he does. <laughs> have a good evening, she says. He probably sprints away. Naruto he sprints away. To get away yes. from feelings. Absolutely. Full shirtless. Yeah. That's what he does. And she waves. And she leaves. Eats yeah. her muesli bar. Marabra has a bit of a run for quite some time until he's exhausted and tired. Um... And still not really out of breath because he doesn't need to, but um, then he just sort of collapses in the grass and just stares up at the fake, but um, what he knows to most likely be fake, but the the, the sky um, and just stares up there, there for a long, long time. So everyone, unless there's anything in particular that people want to touch on, 
like you all find yourselves coming to rest uh, quite peacefully. Except for Conrad. Um, Conrad. You have a dream or a vision. You're not quite sure which. Mm -hmm. um, You find yourself in Barovia. Um, Mm. And you are... It seems a lot more idyllic than the Barovia that you were in. Um, not by a long shot, but um, <laughs> better doesn't have that unnatural gloom of Ravenloft. Um, but you see, Castle Ravenloft itself um, is being constructed, um, and you see uh, just outside of it um, that there are military forces um, nobles and the like um, many of them bearing the crest that you recognize as that of the Bonzarovich family um, this is where it began You hear a high-pitched, piercing noise just screaming through your mind. And mm. suddenly it grows in volume more and more and more until it becomes just unbearable, at which point you are, you awake. I need you to roll me another charisma saving throw. Okie dokie. Oh, okay. Better, 18. Better, but still not at the DC. Oh! <laughs> it's a high DC. So, I need you to roll me another D6. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, that's a one. A one. Oh. <laughs> that sounds encouraging. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Is... Um. So you can no longer cast speak with animals. No. <laughs> no. Oh. no. I can't talk to the spiders. No. You forget. How to converse with the spiders? No. Who's gonna like forget one of the party members or something? But this is worse. <laughs> it's true. Oh, that's gonna be uncomfortable the next time he decides to open his a bag of spiders. Mm. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. And again, yeah, Connor just like wakes up in a cold sweat, just like looking around, just like in the room. Um, just like panting, even though he's not really drawing breath, just for the sake of doing it. Um, 
and again as he has many times over the past few days and he just just looks wide-eyed like he's trying to remember something like there's something missing again uh, the growing intensity but he doesn't know what um and he just yeah sits there and just wallows in that <laughs> for some time yep <laughs> that's what he does alas <laughs> Um, and then I suppose um, with that growing like just that that sense that he knows there's something wrong with something missing um, he just after he manages to sort of like calm down he stands up with purpose and like it's probably like I imagine it's all like night fantasy night time in the magical mansion he pads over to the horrible book and he sits down and sort of like a light to handle and even though he doesn't understand it he will continue to he'll try to read and look over it and make take notes that's what he does for the rest of the night morning comes what do people want to do morning well, Fall, I really want to go talk to Conrad's spiders. That sure seems like a great thing to do with our time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go talk to the spiders. No. Uh, yes, about Kazir. <laughs> <laughs> about Kazir and Exley and that night in the brothel. I think that would be a really great series of conversations to have. No, CB uh, is going to wake up before everyone else and make everyone breakfast. I will say... So you, you have a bookshelf in... The bookshelf was in your room. Yeah. Yes. You notice, especially with your passive investigation, at least, of 25, there's, there's more... You could swear that there's, there's... There were less books here last night. Like not by much, but like there appears to be one more book than there was... When you went to sleep. Sylvia, like, you know, do 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 does a big stretch, is about to sneak out of bed to go make breakfast without waking fall, sees an extra book on her shelf in her periphery, and just spine straightens, her head snaps around, and she just runs over and scans through all of the books to try and see which one is new. Because this is this is her favourite terrain, <laughs> which mm. I say every time she's near a single book. Um, yeah. But it's true. Wait, what is my new book? So, um, yeah, you see you going through the spines, you find one that is a thin grey leather-bound tome is damaged and ancient. Um, there's no text on the spine. And if you were to take it out of the bookcase, there is no text on the cover. She opens it. There's no text in the pages. Exathanta. No text. barefoot in her pajamas she closes her eyes 
and she draws on the will of Arcani that she can still sense here, and she casts Identify. All right. So, this is the Tome of Isolation. Um, as an action, you can expend a spell slot of any level higher than three into the book. Cover and the internal pages will then glow with the hidden text from the book that detail the rites of prime banishment. This text remains for one hour. While legible, you can speak you can spend an action to invoke the rights of prime banishment against a target. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, a DC of 10 plus 5 for each prime tremor fused to the target. On a failure, the target is banished and sealed. This book is immediately teleported away. On a success, the text becomes blurred until the end of your next turn. Is there... So the DC was 10 plus... Uh, 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 plus 5 for each prime tremor fused to the target. Does she know what a prime tremor is? Roll me... Give me a religion check. Yes. Oh, I'm good at those. Um. <laughs> How's a twenty nine for you? Um, you have not come across anything in what you have read known as a prime tremble. Oh. You know that a trammel uh, is usually something that uh, is, is typically either uh, can be a hook in a fireplace for a kettle, an instrument consisting of a board with two grooves intersecting at right angles uh, in which two ends of a beam compass can slide to draw an eclipse. Um, a three-layered dragnet designed so that a fish entering through one of the large meshed outer sections will push part of the finer mesh central section through the large mesh on the further side, forming a pocket in which the fish is trapped. Or a restriction or impediment to freedom of action. From context, you would guess it's probably talking about, it's probably more so in the sense of the first. Oh, or of the last, sorry. The, yeah, so that's it. A hook a for a kettle. We put a bunch of hooks yeah. in Arkham and they then may, we drag them away like an old function, timely comedy. They movie. may function in a similar fashion to a kettle hook. Okay. But it's a restriction. Mm. It's a prime one. Okay. She stands there kind of 
absorbing this information. Is there any indication from the identifier that if she were to put a spell slot in it and then just let it fade, that that would make the book useless? Um, no. So uh, it would just so you can you can put the the charge in and it'll just fade uh, after uh, after an hour. And you will still have the book, and you can attempt attempt mm. to charge it and read it again at other times as well. Mm-hmm. She's like her little fingers <laughs> tip tapping against the cover. Falls probably dreaming of the sound of falling rain, <laughs> and she just kind of stands there and she starts bouncing a little bit, just like on the balls of her feet. And even though this is a magical house, there is a slight creak in the in the floorboards, uh, as if she feels that should be there. Um, she kind of stands there. And she goes, "Okay, okay, okay, okay." Ah, team meeting, team meeting, full, full, full. What's wrong? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, good thing, good thing. Uh, team meeting necessary. Uh, in the, uh, I'll put the kettle on, but team meeting. And then she gives Fall a kiss on the cheek and runs out of the room, still in her pajamas. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll get dressed up. Hurry, yes. And she... <laughs> shaking their head <laughs> to wake up. And she uh, runs and she puts a little, stands by the sink waiting for the kettle to fill, just bouncing up and down, and then fills it, puts it on the stove uh, to turn the magic fire on, and then runs and... Conrad, good thing! Team meeting! Kitchen made coffee! And... (laughs) Okay. And... Beatrice! Team meeting! Good thing! Sure. In kitchen, please! And then she runs off. And then to do the same thing, and then goes, Kaliana! Uh, Yes? We're having a quick team meeting, darling, in the kitchen. I found something good, I think. Be right and then now. she then she runs off to the kitchen to await everyone else just bop 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 bop. <laughs> just still in like a nightgown. Her hair is in a silk scarf. And like she is just like one hand holding book, other hand making cups of tea and coffee. <laughs> Constantly making one for Conrad and then forgetting and sliding it over to Beatrice. <laughs> Remembering that one too and then just sliding them to the back of the stack. <laughs> I think Thor will duck out first, probably like still like putting a shirt on. Like, oh, um, uh, not too late. Um, gosh, gosh, something, something's going on. Uh, uh, yes. Oh, no one else is here. <laughs> No, they move a lot less fast than you, my darling. And she gives full, she goes to give full like one little smooch, but she's still doing a little bop, so it's more like a little like 
just all over his cheek. <laughs> That's adorable. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, I imagine so. Yes. Um, well, I hope it's a good thing. It could be a bad thing. I'm realizing now it could be a bad thing, but I'm hoping it's a good thing. But I will wait for the group. Yes, yes, no, well, I hope that fingers crossed. We could do with some good news. Yes. So, good, good. Uh, tea, coffee, juice. I could think up some juice. You can I think I remember you, what juice You can think like. up foods and stuff here. Oh, that's exciting. Well, yeah. Yes, I'll just have that juice for now. Yes, okay. Yes, no, food and all of that is, is, is uh, provided. It's just uh, for. I should be able to set it up so that we can all think of our own foods that we want and then provide them. But for the moment, I think it sort of has to be me. I'm still working out the kinks, you know. And then she thinks really hard and she opens the fantasy refrigerator and there should be four kinds of juice because Fall <laughs> did not specify. So there is apple, orange, passion fruit, and mixed. But the mix is probably, if Fall were to select mixed, there's probably some weird, like, cucumber in there. Like, Sevia has not had juice <laughs> in a while. She's a student. Uh, she lives on coffee and yeah. tea. Tomato juice. <laughs> tomato. Yes, That's it's fruit. Right. Salter grabs the tomato juice and takes it like, mm. I don't even know what these things are. Okay, thank you. Grabs, like, the passion fruit or something and looks very excited. Yes, good, 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 good. Cups are uh, to your left, third one along. And she kind of points as she continues the autistic version of running in circles where she's just kind of puttering, puttering, stopping, looking around, puttering, puttering, stopping, doing something else, puttering, puttering, puttering. Beatrice saunters out, fully dressed. <laughs> What's going on? Beatrice, tea or coffee? coffee good hands her three coffees <laughs> just on the table and then goes i think a good thing is occurring she does a little like on the coffee table bitch just looks at the three coffees and then looks back up at savia and it's like we're being energetic today are we well i have i'm full of verve and vigor today apparently i, just, I woke just up to some good news gestures at the cups of the three cups of coffee that have been placed in front of her well one of those was meant for conrad but he's self-conscious about that so if you could just drink it for the both of you take care of one of them i think i think he gets a lot of his energy from you know being like that you know, the spite and uh, all that. The manic, you know, murdering. So uh, I don't I don't know if he needs coffee, even if he could drink it. Beatrice just blinks at Safia. <laughs> then picks up one mug, walks over to a different chair and sits down. Away from Safia. <laughs> That's, that's fair. And Sylvia continues on her merry little way. 
Kogok will eventually slope in, probably just at the same time as Kalyana does. One of the slowest people, but probably one of the one of the least prepared. He's just wearing like, oh, I don't know. I'm not, not putting words in your mouth, Darby. Um, but he's just wearing, he's not wearing a shirt, he's just wearing his breeches. He's just like <laughs> And he's just he's got like the, the horrible book under his arm and he just kind of like walks in, looks around like, oh, meeting with every what what's what's yeah. going on? I hello um I have a thing. Oh, good. And he kind of also does that awkward thing where you're trying to like look nonchalant. And so he's just like does that to try and like sort of like lean casually against like the bench near the to the to the table. But that just makes him look more awkward. <laughs> Go right. ahead, unless we have to wait for Kaliana. Mm, yes. Mm. I'm right yes. here. Ah. Oh, so you are. Well, Kaliana, tea, coffee, juice? Uh, juice, please. Tomato? Sure. Beautiful! And Sylvia pours her tomato juice and then slides it across the table in a little glass that has, like, fantasy Winnie the Pooh on it. They're all, like, hand-painted glasses. So Falls also probably has that kind of thing going on. Um, then she goes, well, um, so, uh, ha, ha, hello, uh, I'm Sylvia, uh, Rudy Rin, um, I'm a wizard, uh, so I woke up this morning and I realized something was wrong with my books, uh, which as you all know is a very important thing to me, so for you, Kaliana, I like books, um, and the thing that was wrong with my books is there was another one of them, which normally isn't a bad thing, but, you know, considering we're in a literal place made of my brain, uh, that seemed a little strange. So uh, I had a look, and it turns out, and she puts the book very carefully in the centre of the table amidst her mania, and she goes, this book doesn't look as if it has anything written upon it, but... If I use a certain level, a uh, concentration of magic upon it, what it does is it uh, gives me the ability to, or anyone who can read it, I assume I just can put magic in it, uh, it gives us the ability to do prime banishment. Which is... Little bit of a big deal. It's what sort of what do? has already. It's sort of what has already happened to Tiamat. Oh, that is useful. Yes. So, if she were to get out, which would be very bad, and we don't want to happen, uh, we could put her back. Or other thought. She kind of very, I, I would say carefully, but nothing about how she is at the moment could be described as careful. She is trying not to look directly at Fall as she says, or it could potentially banish Arkin into a place he cannot come back from. 
This is also a good point. That is most useful that this book has just appeared for you. Yes. No, that is... Hmm. I had not thought of that. Well, at first, see, I was quite anxious that maybe it was like, you know, a bad thing. Like, you know, maybe Strahd snuck into my little mind palace as well and was leaving, leaving things behind. But this is a good thing. So, um... Oh, I really should have checked where this came from, shouldn't I? Huh. Probably. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. That's immensely useful. I think, um... Do you believe, do you think it could be a gift from Arkani herself? It could be. My, my brain went to Mordenkind and Caleb, but they don't know where we are. So, um... Yes, I, and she almost kind of re-enters her body in this way of suddenly, ah, I'm in front of everyone and I don't know everything about what I'm talking about. And that is mortifying to me, Sevia, personally. And she just kind of almost shyly, like, closes her eyes really tight and goes to that part of her mind that she doesn't go to a lot. And she thinks, Arcane, was this you? Roll me a religion check. Okay. You've been rolling well for me this evening. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, religion. <laughs> Dirty 20. You feel a sense of warmth that would suggest yes. She like, there's this like whole body shudder that would look a little strange. And then she kind of shakes her head and opens her eyes. She goes, I believe it was Arcane. Believe she, my theory, my theory from a few days ago might be correct that as much as Arcani is not a god of this place, she may have connections to gods of this place. No, gods probably talk, so maybe she asked these gods what, 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 what could help. You yes. sent this book, I suppose so. That's incredible. I guess she wants to help us stop him. Yes. Well, it um, behooves all gods not to let a, a terrifying god of destruction into the world, unless they are the terrifying god of destruction. Um, so, I suppose so. Yes. So, uh, yes. I just this is this is exciting. We 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 have a safety net. Me too, that's wonderful news. Yes. The the only thing I can't that I've sort of worked out, and I I feel like maybe we as a as a group could think of, of more things. She's moving her hands so much. There that you guys have probably not seen this energy from her in a very long time since 
potentially first meeting Mordenkainen, or even like the first time she would have spoken to anyone about her connection to Arcani. But she's just moving because there's nowhere else for the energy to go. And she's like, there it says that we can in 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 increase the difficulty for the creature we are banishing to stay here and resist the banishment um, by <laughs> latching onto them with prime tremors, which I know what a tremor is. There's, well, there's one version that's an instrument and one version to do with fish, but the main thing I'm thinking is that it is a sort of restriction, uh, a, a way to impede movement. Like, with Sarissa. Like, hold person. Hold person, being grappled, being tied. There, there are ways to restrict action. Those are tremors. I, I do not know what a, what a prime tremor would, would mean. Mayhaps the book will contain some information on what they are, but uh, I didn't I didn't want to do that without all of you around in case it you know went poorly. You do recall, Xenia, from I believe it was you that was reading in uh, the library of the Cobalt Soul. Yes. That there have been one there has been one group within living memory to have banished a god previously. Ha ha ha. Oh! Her hands shoot back up. I forgot to message Keyleth last night, but I think it's now extra relevant to, 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 to talk to Keyleth. I think we need to talk to the people of Vox Machina. Or potentially Keyleth, or maybe those people from Whitestone. Someone mentioned Whitestone. Um, Whitstone? Quitaway? Stone? I don't know, but uh, we should talk to members of Vox Machina. Maybe we can get Keyleth to take us to Whitestone and talk to a bunch of them, and then we get Keyleth to take us to Vasselheim, and then we fix the issue. That's wonderful. Did she did she breathe at all while she said that? <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe it's spreading. <laughs> How many coffees did you have uh, this morning? None. That That's checks. concerning. This is good news, though. If this is if this all makes my brain is still trying to catch up with all this, but this does. time we have left this is good yes 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 this is very very good um on the vein of uh, things you were going to do last night did you end up identifying any of the uh, objects we took off Torica? Uh, we can't ah. because we glossed over your post Conrad activities, and that is something that does not cost a resource for you. We can say that you did that. Um, yes. The mask, yes, you don't... I did. I wrote it down here, and she pulls out yeah. a sheath of the paper. The mask, 
the mask you don't need to identify because you know it's uh, like another one you can you know enough about dragons to guess this probably does much the same except for it's like the black dragon mask acid focused mm. um the other things that Torgar had on him uh were gauntlets of flaming fury and a belt of fire giant strength so the belt uh, increases the strength of the wearer while they are attuned to it to 25. Um, the gauntlets, uh, while you are wearing, while you wear both of these steel gauntlets, any non-magical weapon you grasp with either gauntlet is treated as a magic weapon. As a bonus action, you can use the gauntlets to cause magical flames to envelope one or two melee weapons in your grasp. Each flaming weapon deals an extra 1d6 fire damage on a hit. Flames last until you sheath or let go of either weapon. Once you use this property, can't be used again until the next dawn. I know it's almost useless to him. Would that stack with what Conrad's already got going on? Uh, or is it better to give it to the dual wielder in our party? <laughs> uh, Non-magical weapon. Ah. Oh no, that's just for the treated as magical weapon. Yeah, no, that 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 would stack with what Conrad's got. Um, yeah, so it could be used by any one of you. Okay, is Beatrice does Beatrice magic things objects? I'm too into Sevier right now, and I can't form full sentences. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I don't know what any of that meant. Emily. Yes. Are Beatrice's weapons magical already? Yes. All of yeah. us all, all of us have yeah. almost completely magical weapons. Yeah. Okay. So it can affect magical weapons. I was just mixing up properties. So the, the okay. property that is to do with non-magical weapons is that um any magical any non-magical weapon you grasp with either gauntlet is treated as a magic weapon. The fire property can be used on magic weapons. The only requirement is that they are melee weapons. Okay. So, Sylvia reads aloud very quickly all of this, which is that belt, make you big and strong. Uh, gauntlets, extra fiery boys. And then she... Uh, looks around the group and she's like we you uh i can put these out here and uh we you can feel free to divide them well, i do not need to be strong and i do not carry weapons uh unless you count these and she makes a couple little sparkles pop out of her hands in the shape of one of conrad's and one of beatrice's daggers uh, but like as little sparkles and there's little like purple flowers all around them with prestige station and she just goes, ha, huh. um, so I can leave those for you all to sort out while I message Keyleth. Um, <laughs> the other thing is, have you attuned to the, uh, to the tome yet? Let's say I have. Okay. So you would know, among other things, that does add teleport to your spells known. <gasps> oh, it does it. <laughs> it does. Okay, what's the name of the book again? So I can... uh, it is the. Can I find it. 
Um, I will find it while you deal with your. So, so, what what is your message to Keela? Okay, Sevia first scurries off, grabs the things, brings them back, puts them on the table, and then sits down cross-legged in a kitchen chair, like a true queer, and then uh, she. Does her little arcane things, puts her little fingers to her temple, and she thinks hard of Keyleth. Keyleth! Hello! It's Sevia! From the Grove? I have a question about fighting gods. And banishing them. Also, getting to Whitestone? Where is it? <laughs> that is what she sends to Keyleth. Uh, um, so the response you get back is, oh, wow. Okay. Um, hmm. Is there a plant nearby that is reasonably big? And can you describe it to me? I can bring you here. Ah, okay. Sevia jumps out of her little chair. Looks at one of the windows, remembers these trees are fake, runs to the front door, sneakily pokes a little head out to see if anyone has come to check on the safe house. Roll me a perception check. Yes. There are so many people in this party better suited to this. <laughs> oh, thank God. Perception 26. 26. There is... You're pretty sure the site is clear. Okay. Is there a tree? Um, roll me an investigation check. I need... I should use my good dice. Oh, God, never mind. 21. 21. Okay. Um, yeah, it doesn't take you long to find a... What you believe to be suitable tree. Okay. Beep. <laughs> Ding dong. Uh, have found tree. Is uh, for the roll sake me, of just speed. Just roll me an intelligence check. I'm gonna use a better dice. Beautiful. Uh, Fifteen. Okay. Um, the, so you, you, yeah, you describe the tree. In 25 words or less, I describe the tree. Um, yeah. Redwood. You get Could. a response from Keyleth saying, stay by the tree. I'm going to scry on you so that I can see it. See if I mean, stands very still. I'm assuming you're going to willingly fail the save. Yes. On the scry. Okay. 
So she scries on you and you um, see the, the tree uh, begin to open. In this moment, Sivu remembers she is only in a nightgown. <laughs> and immediately um, holds one of the massive books she is carrying in front of her. Okay. Um, and you see uh, through the tree, there is a... Um, there is a, a city, um, and but furthermore, uh, almost as if to greet you, there are five figures. Um, a one for me. Uh, yeah, no, you you met Kayla, so one Kayla. Uh, another is a half elven woman in her uh, 60s? Maybe? It's always hard to tell with half elves because they age fairly gracefully. Um, there is another. Um, there is another. Um, there, there is another um, human. Uh, man who is in his like, mid 50s. Um, a a gnome, uh, gnome woman, a and a hulking, very uh, old uh, Goliath with strangely a beard. Um, and... Oh, you're not ready to come through yet? Would you all like a cup of tea? And they... And the five of them... And the bear, you just noticed... Uh, walk through the tree into the, uh... The streets of Port Damali. Oh, here, there's a red motherfucker that I need to get some revenge on. Um, I do not know about his status as a motherfucker, but sure. <laughs> Alright, what do you need? Um, well, this is... Uh, uh, would you like to come inside? I take it. Extra planar? Yes. All right. Let's talk. She. Good. Good. She opens the door and lets through the members of Vox Machina into her home <laughs> through a little door that was definitely not built for grogs or trinkets. <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Hey, Vox Machina right here! Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> could read the wiki. <laughs> yes. yeah. Everyone. The cartoon just came out and 
the time. Our level. time. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> I gotta watch it. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. Have Thank you for listening. Have a great week. See you next week. See you. Sorry for listening. Poodles.